Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Valerie, today I am once again joined by Anthony. How's it going, Anthony? Uh, doing well, all things considered, but how about yourself? Yeah, man, I'm hanging in there. Um, Basketball-wise, a lot of ups and downs, which I think we're kind of used to with the uh, Nets by now. So we're 17% of the way through the regular season already. So almost a fifth of the way there, which is crazy. But the Nets sit at 6-8. and eight. Um, they're currently a half game out of the 10 seed for the play-in tournament. There's a bunch of teams that have six wins. Uh, Miami, the Knicks, the Bulls, the Pacers. What kind of oh, what's your over? <laughs> what's your overall take on the Nets so far? Like I just said, it's early look at standings, so like not concerned about the standings exact aspect and look at like how we how we look. So like like I said, I think it's so many ups and downs. I think overall, like into the Jacques Vaughn era. I'm not going to call it the Kyrie-less era just yet. Basically, <laughs> like, the Nets did, like, up until the last game, looks very great defensively. It looked like the ball was moving, like, off of KD, like, et cetera. I think overall, the Nets are starting to find, like, a system. I finally see like, the Nets actually, like, running plays for the first time in a few years. But overall, there is concern with the Nets for a variety of reasons we get into. But, like, like all things considered, like, it's just, like, typical nets like one day you're top of the world or four and one or last five and you drop a game to the laker it just it's just so much Ugh. it's a lot overall i'm like i'm still like very skeptical yeah i mean the nets were winning which is great but i mean i tweeted this out a couple days ago the nets although they were four and one in their last five they have two max contract players they're getting next to nothing for. Obviously, Kyrie Irving's not being allowed to play. We'll go more into that in a second. And then, I mean, Ben Simmons is playing, but it's almost like it'd be better off if Ben Simmons was also not allowed to play. Some of his, like, offensive and defensive efficiency numbers are, like, the worst in the league. Um, he's literally become a backup center for the Nets. That is what his current role is. He's and playable. I mean, that's what the Nets need, obviously, is a center, but you don't want your backup center to be making 
a max contract like Ben Simmons is. Um, He's at like $35 million, So Yeah, so between Kyrie and Ben, the Nets have $70 million once again sitting at home. And it's kind of what we saw for a portion of last season. It was just these guys that the Nets need contributions from. A, weren't playing, in the case of Kyrie, for a majority of the year. And B, weren't playing at a high level, which we saw with James Harden last year, whether it was him coming back from the hamstring still, him not wanting to be in Brooklyn, whatever the case is. It's like back-to-back seasons where a lot is being asked of Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's like coming, like, go full circle with the trade requests and everything. This is like the concern. Like, he was concerned about Kyrie not being available. He was concerned about Ben Simmons' level of play. And so far this season, both those things have been true. Like, Ben Simmons does not look like the same player he was in Philadelphia. Kyrie is not in the court. Maybe, like, it's not it, – his actions is the reason why he's not in the court. I'm not going to say he's choosing not to be out there, but his actions have once again resulted in him being away from the team for a long time. And it's just, like – it literally only took what, like two weeks for that to happen? Like, what the hell? Like, I, I, I just, I just, it's just, I get why he's frustrated, Katie, if he is. He looks happy the last few weeks with like the way they've been playing, but it's just more of the same. Yeah. I mean, I like my overall take is despite them, they're what, four and two now in their last six, whatever it is, like that. I'm still concerned. I'm not confident. Um, I mean, obviously, the Nets need to win regular season games. Just for the playoff picture, I mean, I know it's still very early. They've only played 14 games out of 82. I get it. But it feels like every win is crucial for the Nets. Um, I think the top of the conference is gone. I don't know if you agree with me, but I don't think they're ever catching Boston. I don't think they're catching the Bucs. Those, yeah, I was going to say, those Bucs and Boston are on a tier by themselves. Hey, Malky's been out with Chris Middleton the whole season, and they're not making any excuses. They're like, I think they've only lost games where Giannis is rested, if I don't, if I'm not. If I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, yeah, that, that's totally out of the stratosphere. I think you're looking at like a three seed if everything goes great. I'm kind of pinning the Nets as a hopeful four or five seed. Like you would think maybe Cleveland or Philly gets the three or four. You maybe the Nets can slide into that tier. Miami's struggling. Like I think they could be better than Atlanta if all things go right. But there's a world where the Nets aren't even in that tier. Like I don't. I think it's. I think I've had a bet like top four or not. I'd say not top four. Like currently. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I think they're going to be fighting to make sure they're not in that goddamn play tournament again. Yeah, like they like they shouldn't be in that territory, but the Cavs look great. And I think they're less fluky than last year, considering like they have Donovan Mitchell now. You're more of experienced. Some guys took another step forward. Like they're yep. a good team. The, like I think the Sixers right now, I don't have Harden, but like they're still like V dropped like 58 yesterday. And like like one of the craziest stat lines ever. And the other like, 58, 12, 10, and seven blocks. Like they're only going to be better. It's just the Nets can't keep making excuses and falling behind. They need to sweep the rest of this West Coast road trip, but just to get to 500. We'll get into that in this West Coast road trip. And then, I mean, all three games this week are, are not gimmies, but we'll get into that towards the end of the pod. Um, you want to run through injury updates real quick? Yeah. So um, yesterday, Ben Simmons missed. Um, he was had no injury designation. And then all of a sudden, he had a knee flare up an hour before the game. It went questionable. And then he was out. So I think this is their way of protecting him to make he's not playing back to backs yet because he's had the back stuff. His knee recently got drained. I don't know. I don't know if it's actual injury. It's a nice way of saying rest. You never really know in the NBA, especially with the Nets. So Ben Simmons was out yesterday. Curry, I don't think he's going to play much back to backs, at least early on. He was out with his knee, his ankle on, uh, what's it called? Like, program i guess you want to call it he was out 
Um, Yuta Watanabe was cleared, and he's back in the lineup after missing a week with a sprained ankle. All things considered, that looked worse than it was, and his presence was missing the rotation. So he's back in there. Nick Claxton left yesterday's game with a left eye contusion. He came back just – he got hurt in the second, came back to start the second half, and then he was ruled out right afterwards. But apparently he's going to be playing Tuesday. I think it's just, I was just bugging him. Like, obviously, it's not good in that game, but all things like, – once again, considered, he's not at long term. So I guess that's a win for the Nets. He'll be playing against Sacramento Tuesday or is it Portland Tuesday or Sacramento? Sacramento I know it's Tuesday, Thursday. Tuesday. Who is it? Sacra- Sacramento's first, so third Tuesday. Okay, so he'll be playing against Sacramento. And then uh, Kyrie Irving is away, for, obviously, from team suspension. And then TJ Warren apparently is a week or two out with his ramp up, so he should be back in the fold. I'd say, I'd say around Thanksgiving time is a good time to pinpoint it. Maybe a little bit after. I think that's a fair estimate, right? Yeah. Yeah. So around then, you expect to see TJ Warren. I don't expect to see him this week, or probably not next week. Maybe towards the tail end of next week. But TJ Warren, I think I covered everyone in terms of injuries. Right. Yeah, I mean, when yeah, you got everyone. When Claxton left, because he left, I believe, in that first half, and then he came back and started the second half. They announced it as he lost his contact, is what they said at first. And then they ended up ruling him out for the rest of the game with the uh, eye contusion or whatever it is. Um, so hopefully, I mean, they, they obviously need him. They don't have the other center on the roster. We saw a lot of Marquise Morris against the Lakers last night. Um, obviously, there was no Ben who's also been kind of playing center. So, like, the Nets need Nicholas Claxton. He's one of the most important players that are currently on this roster. Um, you could even maybe argue the second most important behind Kevin Durant. Yeah, I, I still think it's Kyrie, obviously, but yeah, but uh, yeah, but is Kyrie really part of this team anymore? Like, I mean, that's a whole different discussion. But in terms of like whose name is on the physical roster right now, it's him. Okay, that's he's fair. the reason why they can't win a championship without him. And if he's 100%. not in the long term future, there's there's no point of having this roster. That's that's what I think. But we'll get into that. Yeah, I mean. I think this is the perfect transition. Those are all the injuries. Doesn't seem like anything's too serious. I would expect Ben, Seth, and Claxton, pretty much everyone back for the game against the Kings tomorrow. We are recording Monday afternoon right now. Um, besides TJ Warren, who is ramping up, like you said, and then who the hell knows with Kyrie. So let's just kind of give some updates on what has happened with Kyrie Irving since we last spoke, Anthony. Yeah. Um, Adam Silver met with him. He said he has no doubt that Kyrie Irving is not anti-Semitic. Um, that he said they had a direct and candid conversation. And then Adam Silver said whether or not he is anti-Semitic is not relevant to the damage caused by the posting of hateful content. Then we heard from Joe Sy, Nets owner, um, via tweet or via tweet again. He said, Claire and I met with Kyrie and his family yesterday. This was also on Friday. Yeah, Friday, 11-11. We spent quality time to understand each other, and it's clear to me that Kyrie does not have any beliefs of hate towards Jewish people or any group. He then would tweet underneath it, the Nets and Kyrie, together with the NBA and NBA Players Association, are working constructively toward a process of forgiveness, healing, and education. Obviously, Jock Vaughn has been asked about Kyrie. Um, his five-game suspension was up after Saturday night's game against the Clippers. We obviously did not see him Sunday against the Lakers. Um, Jock Vaughn was asked if Kyrie will be available for Tuesday. He did not have a answer. Today, Shams was on FanDuel TV. 
And he said that he's still working towards that wish list, basically, that Josiah had. Um, and the phrase he used is they will be without him for an indefinite amount of time. That is a quote from Shams today, which does not sound very promising. Yeah. Um, I can go first on this. So basically, yeah, it does not sound promising at all. Um, I don't, I obviously don't expect him to come back during this road trip. I think even like, if everything went perfectly, I think it didn't make sense for him to fly out, let's say for a game or two, kind of just make more sense to get him back for the homestand if he were to come back. But in terms yeah, Anthony, of... real, real quick on that. I just want to say one thing I forgot from the New York Post, Brian Lewis. Um, this was Saturday. He tweeted out that he asked Nets owner Joe Sy if Kyrie Irving would be back on this road trip. Joe Sy was in LA. He was at the Clippers game talking with Steve Ballmer, etc. In quotes, Joe Sy responded, he still has work to do. Just want to put that out there. You can continue. Yeah, so like the first quote from from Josiah, like you said, like about they're working towards like the Kyrie's not asymptomatic, blah blah blah. Like it seemed promising. Like it thought it was like okay, maybe he would be back at the beginning of the suspension if anything. Miss the Laker game, be back Tuesday, Thursday. Worst case scenario after the road trip, like bridges have ended. But that second quote didn't seem as promising. And if I'm Kyrie, I would have got that ch- like that list done in a couple of days, so I can get back as soon as possible. So I don't know what is holding up in that regards because. Seems like some of the stuff can be finished like in a decent amount of time. So like he had more than enough time the last like what two weeks to do that. So I don't know what he's waiting for. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Probably a lot that we don't know about. The indefinite part scares me. I don't know if Joe Josiah even wants him back. They already had a rock relationship before that, and he was kind of like a last straw basis. So I don't know if this is like that last straw, but it seems as if it's not gonna go down a good path. But I could be wrong because things like this change like every day. So like. One, we can really randomly see he's reinstated and he's back, but I have no idea. Like, it's just so hard to read the situation. I don't want to guess and speculate. That could be truth. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Hope he's back because I want to at least give this team one more chance to at least the trade deadline to prove themselves as a at least a contender so they can at least give it one more shot. But, like, my thought process is now is that they're not going to be – if he's not coming back a few more weeks, like, this team just keeps, like, flailing and I'm even getting back. They, like, 500 is, like – the, the, the benchmark where they need to be. But then after that, then you keep building off of that. If you want to be a top four team, you need to finish like 45, 50 wins at least to like be in that top category. And like, they're not on pace for that at all right now. If they're not getting back in a few weeks, what what, the, what are they doing? Like, and if you're not going to get him back, he's not coming back next year. What's the point of even trying to make this work? They're not going to win the finals with the roster they have now without Kyrie Irving. It's just not going to happen. So that's where I stand on it. If, either blow it up or go all in. Don't do this in the middle crap. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's frustrating to me. I I don't get it. <laughs> Truthfully, I just I don't understand. Like he did his five games. I know they said a minimum of five games, but let him play. Um, real quick, Anthony, the standings last year in the East. Um, every team in the top four had fifty plus wins. Just so that's twenty games over five hundred, which. Right now, if the Nets finish 20 games over 500, I think that'll be a miracle. But anyways, back to Kyrie. I I just feel like it's the Nets sending a message to Kyrie. Obviously, like you said, there's been bad blood in the past, um, mainly with the vaccine thing last year. Uh, Without Kyrie, this team has no shot at winning a championship. 
And it's like Kyrie's in this situation because of himself. Like, don't get me wrong. He had every opportunity presented to him to make this better before the suspension happened. So, like, I'm not trying to put no blame on Kyrie because he's only in this situation because of himself. Yeah, and he had he had every chance to fix it. But I mean, he met with the NBA commissioner Adam Silver. He met with Joe Sy and Clara Sy. They both said he has no anti-Semitic beliefs. They're both confident he has no anti-Semitic beliefs, which was kind of what I think everyone was, like, the main problem was, more so than the posting, I guess, would be my, would be what I would think. Is that they thought he had these beliefs. Obviously, there's no room in any major sports league, organization, whatever, for any hate beliefs on any race, religion, anything like that. But if he doesn't have that, he made a mistake with the stupid tweet on a documentary. He probably didn't even watch more than half of it. He apologized. Yeah. He's done as far as we can see what you what they wanted him to do. At this point, I think it's more about more than just the tweet that Kyrie Irving sent. And like I said, I don't want to defend him because he's in this situation by himself. But when there was fans mad at him for not taking like a non guaranteed contract based on the amount of games he was going to be playing, etc. Like, this is just a perfect example of why athletes don't want to take a contract that's not fully guaranteed. The Nets are literally telling him he cannot play basketball. It's not Kyrie being like, oh, I don't want to play because the media was harsh with me. The Nets were harsh. Like, no. We even heard Kevin Durant say after the Lakers game that Kyrie's in good spirits. He's ready to get back out there. Like, this is Joe Sy literally telling Kyrie Irving, you are not allowed to go on a basketball court in a Brooklyn Nets jersey right now. You're not going anywhere else. We're not trading you. Whatever. Like, it's just insane to me. I don't understand. Yeah, it's just a hard situation to even follow, to be honest. Just, like, it's hard to even think. I just wanted to see what happens at this point. It's so hard. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously there's some friction between our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too that's the beauty of noom they build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions medical issues and other personal needs so your plan works for you noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection you don't have to give up carbs or anything And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Him and I don't even know if it's called ownership. I think it's just Josiah. Honestly, I don't know. I don't think this Sean Barks. Whatever. Let him play out the rest of this contract, which is just this year, because he has no trade value. So you ain't trading him for anything that's worth it. Um, if you have him sent home, there's literally no. You don't gain anything from that. Let him play out this contract. You don't want to bring him back. Fine. Completely understandable. He hasn't been available. I would have no problem with it. But he's under contract, he's healthy, he wants to play. I think it's just crazy to have him sit at home and not be able to be around the team, not be able to play. Um, And like you said, the longer this drags out, the worse it is for every party involved. 100%. And that's including Kevin Durant. That's including Jock Vaughn, by the way, who's been waiting seven years for a chance to be the Nets head coach. He thought he was going to get it after Steve Nash or before Steve Nash was hired, but he didn't. Like, Jock Vaughn has busted his ass for this opportunity to coach the Nets, an NBA team that does not suck like he had with the Orlando Magic. And he's not even getting the opportunity to coach the Nets' second best player. I think that's totally unfair to Jock Vaughn as well. Just want to put that out there. Totally agree. It's insane. They just, they give him a chance. Give the man a chance. Yeah, I mean, we saw it. We kind of saw it with Steve Nash. Like, he never had his full roster. I mean, Steve Nash is a horrible coach. Don't get me wrong. Like, X's and O's, everything, emotionless. Like, he was bad. Give Jock Vaughn a chance. Let Kyrie come back. And honestly, I fly him out for the road trip. Let him play 20 minutes. Make him come off the bench like Ben Simmons. Make him earn his starting spot back. I'm completely fine with that. Like, the Nets are playing with high energy. They're playing, like, intense. They're playing good defense. I have no problem with saying, okay, Kyrie, you can come back. You're coming off the bench first. You need to play with the same intensity we're playing on defense. as hard as all the other guys are playing, and you need to earn your role back. I have no problem with them doing that. But to have them sit at home is just insane to me. I agree. I think that's all I can really say at this point. So we just it's no end date in sight. Yeah, and like you said, there's no there's no like timeline or anything. It's just, oh, he's got to finish his little task. And I know people on Twitter are comparing it to like the quest you have to do on NBA 2K. Like that's just how crazy it seems to everyone. And despite StatMuse and all these other accounts on Twitter saying the Nets are so much better without Kyrie, that's bullshit. We saw it against the Lakers, and I don't think the Nets holding opponents under 100 points every game is sustainable, no matter how hard they're playing defensively or how bought into Jack Vaughn they are. You ain't holding the Bucks under 100 points. I'm sorry. 
You're not holding the Celtics to under 100 points. I'm sorry. The Grizzlies. Like, it's not happening. Now, yes, 135 is not sustainable either. Like, you can't expect to hold teams to 135 and beat them. You got to come somewhere in the middle. But the, the Nets need Kyrie Irving. Plain and simple. But, um, all right, let's move on, Anthony. Let's go into Jock Vaughn real quick. I know we kind of just touched on him. Um, we've seen more from Jock Vaughn. Are you bought in, worried, think that Sean Marks made a mistake? Like, what's your takes, your opinion on Jock Vaughn being the Nets head coach? So I was skeptical at first, like you both said. On the last podcast, it seemed like they kind of missed the ball looking at external candidates. He's looked good so far. Like, I'm not going to judge a five-game sample size if I love a guy or not. But it's heading in the right direction. Hopefully, it continues that way. Like he looks like he's definitely better than Nash, which is a low bar, but that's where it is right now. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I've liked for the most part. Like I mean, like we said, we had he hasn't had Seth Curry in back to backs. He hasn't had T.J. Warren yet. Ben Simmons has been a shell of himself. Obviously, no Kyrie. But all things considered, the Nets definitely are playing harder under Jock Vaughn than they were Steve Nash. There's no arguing that. Completely different. Um, I really loved that clip in the locker room when the Nets gave him the game ball after his first win. Um, I mean, they look bought in. They all know that he's been around the group for seven years now. He's been on this team. He's been waiting for an opportunity. And the Nets players, like, they got to know that Jock Vaughn deserves this chance. And the only way he's keeping it is if they play hard. And I think the Nets are kind of rallying behind that. Um, the rotations have looked good to me. I mean, obviously, Cam Thomas being inserted was big. Edmund Sumner has been good in the starting lineup. Patty Mills, I, I hate to bash him, but his minutes have been cut. And, like, I think that's another reason why the Nets have been better defensively. No one's really talking about it, but Patty Mills isn't playing 25 minutes a game anymore. He's been around, like, 8 to 10, kind of coming in just to be a shooter. So, like, that's definitely helped the defense besides just Kyrie being out. Um, putting Ben at the back of five. Ben was playing like a point guard before. And, I mean, if he's himself athletically, athleticism, like, that's what you expect is Ben being able to go, like, coast to coast, dunking on people, posting up smaller guys, attacking the basket. Like, that's the ultimate goal with Ben, but that's not where he's at currently. And – not playing him alongside Claxton is one of my favorite things from Jock Vaughn. He's been calling timeouts to stop runs. Like, I think there's been a lot of promising stuff from Jock Vaughn. But like you said, it's too early to declare him the next Ime Udoka. 100%. But all in all, like, there's a lot of promise there. I mean, the Nets just got to get these guys on the court. Um, but uh, let's move on to some recaps of games. Uh, do you remember where we left off? Um. Yeah, we didn't. Do, we're on to the two LA games. Okay. Yeah, I forgot we uh did them destroying the Knicks. <laughs> but um, Clippers game Saturday night. You want to go through it? Um. Yeah. So it was kind of like a back and forth affair the whole game. Like the Nets came out uh looking strong. Um. Katie had a shot rolling. Show did. Seth did. Claxton looked pretty good. Simmons at least was making some plays the defensive end. The Nets looked like they had some energy. The whole game was back and forth. Like I think it was like five points the entire game both ways. Paul George was in like a, a torture chamber. I think it was like five for 21. Seth Curry was the, the, the one that won this game for the Nets. He went red hot in the fourth. I think he had like 
I think he had like he must have hit like four or five threes in the fourth quarter and like 20 points. It was he was the Seth Curry game. KD was cooking for the first three quarters, and he just gave the, the baton to Seth, and then some guy was making timely shots, and the Nets uh out to them. They ended the game in like a 15-0 run, like the 450 mark to like the 130 mark. It was insane. And the Nets looked like they had a nice strong victory, the building momentum on their nice little streak going on. Yeah, I mean, noticeably for me that game. Ben Simmons only played 14 minutes, which is why I'm kind of surprised he didn't play Sunday, to be honest with you, because it's not like he logged 30, 35 minutes. Like, he only played 14 minutes. I don't know if that had to do with his knee or if it was just kind of the flow of the game, but he only played 14 minutes. Seth Curry, like you said, was tremendous. Um, Joe Harris continues to struggle a little bit shooting-wise, which is kind of frustrating, but he's made – He's been a difference maker at other areas on the court. Um, Kevin Durant was once again tremendous, doing literally everything, scoring, getting assists, blocking shots, rebounding. Um, Yeah, I mean, all in all, it was back and forth, like you said, and then Seth Curry kind of just got hot and took over. Yeah, that was was a great great job with all the role plays. Even Royce looked really good. He's been great for this team, but. Could not get the job. I mean, they they got the job done there, but could not continue the momentum to the next day. Yeah, man, the game against the Lakers, like, ah, oh, there's it was bad. Like, the Lakers stink. Let's just preface it with that. They were two and ten. They lost five in a row. There was no LeBron. The starting lineup with Anthony Davis, Patrick Beverly, Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker. And Troy Brown Jr. Basically, Anthony Davis and four guys was the starting lineup. And what was frustrating to me, I don't know about you, Anthony, but on the other end, whenever Kevin Durant would touch the ball in the post, we saw him swarmed by three defenders. When Anthony Davis touched the ball in the post, he was going one-on-one with Markeith Morris, Royce O'Neal, or like Kevin Durant. And the Nets didn't double. They didn't try anything. They didn't try a zone, even though the Lakers are the worst three-point shooting team in the NBA. Um, they pretty much just let Anthony Davis cook him for 37. Yeah, there's no, like, defensive adjustments there. Like, it was just, like, just getting to the rim, shooting wide open. It was insane. Like, I don't get how, like, they didn't decide to make an adjustment there. It was, like, probably Anthony Davis' best game in, like, what, two to three years? He had 10 offensive rebounds, Anthony. Like, that's insane. Yeah, more than the Nets' entire team. He had – the Nets had eight offensive rebounds on the team. Anthony Davis had 10 by himself. That's – they scored 56 points from the paint. Like, ah. I know that Dayron's been pretty poor, but honestly, in that situation, I might have maybe thrown Dayron out there. Just because he's a bigger body, Claxton was unavailable – Marquise Morris has not been good, in my opinion, in his limited minutes. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. Just the Nets, like, the energy was lacking. The Nets couldn't buy a shot. They shot 7 of 27 from three. Obviously, they missed Seth Curry a lot. Um, kind of a move on and forget it kind of game. Well, watch some film, learn from it, and then forget about it. <laughs> Yeah, the only with Daron is just though he just not great with the fouling, but like just for a big body and rebound standpoint, it would have been a good adjustment. Yeah, I mean at least try it. Like Anthony Davis was destroying him the entire game, and 
The Nets only had undersized defenders. Claxton only played 16 minutes with that eye injury. They only, they were throwing KD, Royce O'Neal, and Markeith Morris on him. And, like, AD was just bigger than them. That's all it was. He was posting them up. They didn't send any double teams at all. Um, and he was just destroying them in the paint. Yeah, it was just it was very disgraceful and discouraging. I thought that game was just annoying. Lakers were hot from three. They were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. They couldn't get rebounds. The Nets. LeBron was out, and they still couldn't get a win. Or he thought that was the gaming game at this road trip. Yeah, that was the game to put them back to five hundred too. Yep. But let's look ahead at this week. So the Nets play three games. First two are on the road. Oh, which sucks because they both start at 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. Eastern time, which I hate those kind of games. Um, so they got the Kings on Tuesday. And this is not the same old Kings, by the way. They are much better team than they have in the past. Um, they're like 4-1 and one in their last five. They beat the Warriors. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Cavs. Um, so, like, they're not a gimme team where it's like, oh, we play the Kings, like, let's get right. We can kind of go through the motion to beat him. Like, no, they have a good roster. Like, Sabonis is good. Um, They got the stud rookie. They got Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox has been an all-star so far, and he scares the hell out of me because the Nets can't guard athletic point guards. Yeah, they can't. So, it's going to be interesting who the hell they're going to put on him. Ideally, it's Simmons, but right now it doesn't look like he's that guy. Yeah, I mean, it can't be Simmons. He's the backup center. So uh, it's going to be probably going to be Edmund Sumner, who I actually like his defense. I like how he harasses people full court. I think it's going to be Sumner to start the game, but I don't know. That's not a gimme. And then they play the Blazers, another team that's vastly improved from last year. They're 9-4 and four right now. Um Anthony Simons, Dame Lillard, Jeremy Grant, Nurkic, who always provides problem for the Nets. I know he's been out the last couple of games, so it'll be interesting to see if he comes back. Uh, but that's another tough game for the Nets. Like those aren't that's not a gimme either, obviously. And I honestly think the Nets might be underdogs in both of those games, Anthony. I can see that, yeah. There's a world where they lose both, but there hopefully there's a world where they win both. I think the yeah. Portland game still scares me a little bit more just because Dame. But right. Blazers are playing a little bit better. But yeah, both games are not gimmies at any stretch. Maybe going to the year they seem like gimmies, but they're not now. No, and then you have those two games, which last year were easy. This year are tough. And then what do we get on Sunday? We get to come home, finally. And then we play the Memphis Grizzlies, who the Nets have not beaten in 17 years. Yep, since I was born. <laughs> <laughs> since No, since Joe was born, not you. I know. But, yeah, I mean, they haven't beaten him, what, in three years? I think it was, to be said, last time they played him. Yep. Like when Marc Gasol yeah. was the starting center. Yeah, it's been a while. So, like, that's not easy. And then they got Philly, and then they got the Raptors. So, this is another brutal five-game stretch. I mean, those first three are this week, and then after that, they play Philly and the Raptors in a back-to-back on two, uh, next Tuesday and Wednesday. So, like we said, the longer Kyrie is out, like, there's not many games where it's like, oh, we're just going to beat them. We don't need our second-best player. Like, that's not the NBA anymore. Yeah. yeah there's no such thing as a gimme game with how good the NBA is now. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing it. The Warriors are 5-8. and eight. Like you said, Miami's struggling. 
Um, the Lakers are horrible, despite having LeBron and Anthony Davis play. Like, we've seen, even look at OKC, like, Shea Gillis-Alexander going off. Like, these are all teams that used to be horrible, and now they're all respectable. So, the longer 11's out, it's just going to, it could get ugly. Yeah, let's hope it doesn't. Hope for the best. <laughs> I agree. Um, anything else you want to talk about, Anthony? I think we covered it all. It's just a lot of always. It's very frustrating, like just being in the state all the time. I wish we just focus on basketball, but it's like legit impossible. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy because the Nets. I know they're obviously the most dysfunctional team in the NBA. They have been. But it's it's exhausting. It's like I just want to watch them play basketball, not worry about who's going to be out there. And it has not ever happened. It feels like in these last two years. Oh, that actually, last thing. Uh, Mark Stein just reported word is Irving is itching to get back on the floor, and there've been rumbles for days the NBA PA at some stage could move to file a grievance on Irving's behalf for the various parties can't reach a resolution on a return timetable. Yeah, I mean, we saw Jalen Brown speak up about it, and he's obviously part of the Players Association, so that'll be definitely be something to keep an eye on. For sure, yeah. I think that's everything, right? Yeah. So thank you guys for listening to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Anthony and Cody. The Nets are back in action on Tuesday. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.